Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including adventure, time, which we'll be getting into for the last time right now. We might have more podcasts, but right now. (laughs) So blunt. I know, it's sad. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hi. Yes, as as mentioned, we're all very sad because Adventure Time has just came to an end. The series finale uh, aired at 6 p.m. this Monday night on Cartoon Network. And uh, we'll be recapping everything from this historic uh, finale, one of the biggest animation events of the, I don't know, of the decade or whatever, like, you know, all, an all-time eight years running animated show uh, that uh, we've we've been uh, covering for a while and uh, we're huge fans of. So this is like a very exciting event and also like a very melancholy time for this being the last episode of Adventure Time. Um, Um, Yeah, but it was it was a great until they make Adventure Time go. Yes, Adventure (laughs) Time go coming in five years. Yeah, I should. I mean, you're encouraging that. that. Honestly, it would lend itself better than Teen Titans did, but I digress. Yeah, what, what if we make it all the Minecraft episode, but just through a whole series? Let's My, do that. Minecraft episode was fine. I don't know. Could do that. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, so make sure you've seen this, this finale. Come along with me, uh, the hour-long series finale. Spoilers for the entire finale and all of Adventure Time. So make sure you've seen it. We're getting into that right away. And check us out at OverlyAnimated.com. Um, if you want to subscribe to us, we'll be, we cover a bunch of other shows. Uh, also, we have an Adventure Time-specific feed. Search for Overly Animated on iTunes or our YouTube is YouTube.com slash Overly Animated, where you can also subscribe to not miss any of our podcasts. Okay, so a uh, lot to get into here, but Sam, overall, what's your what's your reactions and your takes from Come Along With Me? I'm just really sad. It, like, it got me right in my heart, and it's just like, oh, the, the, the... okay, so I remember when Stakes ended what, three years ago at this point, and I felt like this sense of sort of being empty and like how life just sort of moves on after the plot. I felt that same exact sense here, especially with like the ending montage. It's just like, you know, this big battle happens and like, you know, the world itself is, you know, threatened to come to an end, but then life just goes on after that. And it just like made me sad. And it's like, that's so hashtag true. (sighs) But you know, anyway, I thought it was really good because of that. I think that's a really mature take to have on the world. Um, you know, there will always be different adventurers at different points in time, etc. And it's not that their lives don't mean anything. It's just that you know, w- the world moves on despite that, despite yeah. like whatever happens. Unless you know, whenever the sun burns out and we all die. The world is going to move on, so I'm into it. Yeah, wow, into the melancholic uh, future that yep. Adventure Time presented. Yeah, I think that's definitely the big theme takeaway here. Um, Alex, what wh- what's your take on Come Along with Me? I think it was beautiful. I think it was a, a great. Um, I, I think the phrase you used in your uh, review that you put out a, a week ago is like it's an it's a perfect encapsulation of the show, and I think that ends up being true. Having watched it now, like it has all the surrealism that Adventure Time has been associated with for all these years, 
it has a lot of emotional moments that really work because of all uh, all the all this time we spent the the characters. So I I think that they pay off a lot of these things very well. I think that in terms of humor, like they make small jokes amidst all the chaos, and that still comes across very well. So like that's another part of that Adventure Time was always able to do: stay light amidst all these heavy themes, but also tra- transmitting these these themes of like life moves on and uh, as things are going crazy all around you but you just kind of have to like let the world go go on do its thing like so it kind of melds all these things together into one piece and that i think at the end it's just a great uh, it, maybe it's not the greatest episode of Adventure Time ever because I think that maybe there are some episodes that have done better in one of these themes, such as like have done better in yeah, philosophically, have done better emotionally, have done better funnily. But I think that this finale manages to pull all the things that makes Adventure Time what it is as a show and d- does put it in a package that is very representative of what Adventure Time is when it's at its best. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And yeah, I did have this review earlier, but now we can get into spoiler takes on it as well. And uh, yeah, it's just very representative of the show overall, this finale. You have your uh, your trippy uh, second 11-minute uh, segment, the <laughs> you wouldn't be Adventure Time without having this, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this uh, theoretical dream sequence. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. Um, you have a, so- a very important song, Saving the Day, um, you know, just a, a bunch of characters and acting you know how they usually are. I, I really just think this is incredible. I'm I'm so high on on this finale, and I think I think it's up there with the best episodes of the show. I mean, it's hard to compare the hour to to some of these eleven minutes, but um, yeah, it's it's just it's really uh, accomplishes ending a show that I love in a way that I don't think I've ever gotten um, from a series finale before. Maybe outside of Avatar and Korra, um, it's you know it it's just it's so perfect for what it is, and it ends the show looking forward in a way which really jives with the themes presented previously in Adventure Time. And I've always been so interested in the past uh, in the Adventure Time world of the of the nuclear apocalypse and let, would we get into that? And like, how did everyone turn into like, how do we eventually get to like candy people? And you know, eventually the show went in a different direction and it's like, they're there all along or something. Um, but like just getting how we got to this point and like where we had moved from here, those were always like very important things to me. And this finale presents it as not mattering, um, which could like, which really just uh, has a disconnect with, with uh, my expectations. But I think this finale so beautifully convinced me that it, none of it does matter. Like this light life does go on. I think that's, it's such a in- incredible theme to present that even, even in the post apocalyptic weird world of adventure time, like life goes on. Um, it's the most powerful setting you can have that theme in. And I think that the framing device with Shermie and Beth showing these just future versions of Finn and Jake, like, no, Finn and Jake don't live forever, but there will be people like them and there will be life like them in the future. I mean, Bimo, I guess, lives forever. But other than that, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, you know, the, the world, the, the world of Ooh. Um, even that weird post-apoptic world does does move on. It's it's so it's so powerful, and I really think it comes across uh, so incredibly well. Um, and I I think that this is in line with what Adventure Time has been in its latter days, because also in stakes, like you have the 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 ending song of Everything Stays right where we left it, and like it, it ends up following Marceline on this personal journey. Although in the end, the rest of the world goes back to normal, and she goes back to being a vampire. 
So like it, it's kind of the adventure time in these latter days has been focusing on like well the status quo like that's not necessarily a bad thing like small things can change inside the world may move on without you but that doesn't mean that that's necessarily a thing to be looked down upon in certain circumstances the fact that progress happens no matter what very very everything stays you could have imagined that song being here um yeah yeah time adventure i think pretty similar similar Ooh, time adventure versus everything stays oh i love time adventure in this i really like time adventure too that's the problem I, i I listened to the Rebecca Sugar performance, and so I think that spoiled me a little because BMO is not is not made for singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, wow, it's really dude. cute though because it's BMO. I, I guess, but yeah, like everything stays has the bonus of Olivia Olsen singing it versus here it's BMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, I, I love BMO, and then uh, Bubbly, and then everyone else getting in on the on the song there at the end. I think mm. the like the last twenty minutes of this are, are just perfect. Um, that moment, the I love the montage at the end i mean i think montages in general showing the future of your characters are good ideas but especially it works within this theme and within this show um the structure of the show has always just been all these million characters that we check in on occasionally so doing that like in a very in a very uh compressed form um at the end really really did work uh with the ending credit song of the show was was fantastic from musical of all <laughs> of all things um and uh, yeah, yeah i just i found the end of that uh very successful and the cuts to the future version of Finn and Jake and just seeing how all these like remnants of ooh that uh, that we see from the finale but also just in general from the world um, all of that like works so much to me I mean obviously we haven't even talked about it but the incredible incredible bubbling moment with uh, Mar- Marcy and uh, PB should we get into it this early uh, we'll I mean it a little it's, bit, but... it's big yeah but that's, that's <laughs> it, a huge it's, really it's a huge moment a Let's... huge reason why I think the yeah. finale is incredible but yeah before we get into specific moments I just want to get back to this point of this being one of the best series finales I've seen because I think that the series finale is very hard to do I mentioned Avatar and Korra very like plot specific finales to where the show is at the moment and this adventure Adventure Time doesn't really have to wrap anything up. Like it has this war, which it kind of just sets aside, and uh, in the, after the first half of the finale, and uh, it's it's like everything else happening. It's more of like character focused. Like the the dreams the dream sequence is. It's more about uh, the our leads and like uh, their struggles with their doppel evil doppelganger counterpart. Um, so it like it has a plot that it needs to get through from th- this season, but it's it's so inconsequential compared to ending the show. So yeah, it, so pretty it can, much. So it can get to the better stuff, and it's like it, it really wraps up all the themes i mean let's i want to compare this to like the mad men series finale i mean honestly i think adventure it's random but i think like uh these are like all-time iconic tv series yeah and- can, can you can you extrapolate on that well, the, the Mad Men finale. Well, I think that that was a finale that isn't as uh, satisfying to watch wrapping up an, uh, an entire show like this. Like it goes for actually a very similar thing, very like um, abstract mood, like thematic extracting upon the series. It has that moment with Don Draper, like meditating. Like I I think this is a better, better finale than the Mad Men finale. Like, and that's an all time great show. Like, I think this is like an historically great television series finale. And uh, it really just succeeds in, in finishing a show in all areas up in a way that I'm not sure I've ever seen before like across the board satisfactorily wrapping up the themes and the characters and the world and the plot in a way that I think is just hugely impressive um so I don't know I'm just I'm I'm so in love with it and I want to get into all the the aspects of, of why 
Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll also just like adding like just the, the mood at the end is so like happy and like uh, feel it feels like what Adventure Time is at its core. Right? Like, after all the mess stuff happens, uh, like by the end, like they're just laying down on the ground, just talking to each other, and then there's the, this, like the ending song is going by. It's like it just it, it, it it's a nice cool, cool down that I think fits the show. Like that 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 cool down is kind of like where Adventure Time's roots are. So to end in that way feels appropriate. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, yeah, the ending montage and everything surrounding the ending is is just kind of note perfect for for the show, and I loved I loved every second of it. Um, what, what's our what's our highlight to get into first? Or the ending, you know? I mean, we're obviously we get to the let's get in the Shermie and Beth. Okay, I mean we've talked That's about them a little bit about. already because I think I, I feel don't like, like Shermie <laughs> specifically. Yeah. So, was, which one is the one voiced by Willow Smith? Beth. Beth is that one. Okay. I like Beth a lot. I think she's great. Shermie, super annoying, terrible. Well, Shermie is the Jake of the, of the duo, so I exactly think that makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, they're just kind of re- reversed roles, and one of the why is uh, Beth a pup princess? Uh, just because there needs to be princesses maybe, still. Yeah, maybe she's a descendant of a uh, Jake. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Beth turned blue at some point. No, but yeah, that that intro scene with them. Um, so first of all, we have the intro, and then we have like a scene of them interacting a thousand years in the future. Ooh, and there's so much stuff that really clicks. I feel like looking back on that after you've seen it all. So I think I recommend going back and looking at that that whole first five minutes of the show. Um, but yeah, you see like the banana guard five five hundred five thousand that was established, uh, and and you have like the prize ball guardian is the guardian is still there. Um, what princess zip is that a thing from from earlier? Just um, an alien, just yeah. An alien. I think it's just an alien. But one yeah, like aliens. this is all taking place in the future. Grable's one thousand plus. Like the, there's also like Marceline's old place, like that appeared back in that episode. Now here it's revealed that that's their that's Shermie and Beth's house now. Yeah, so like, I, I think that, that adds up. Yeah, we transitioned from to that Grable's episode, right? With the uh, uh, in my read on it, at least, was the Gunter Ice King is the one that becomes that. Like, that's still Gunter um, in, the, in the future. Um, yeah, the, the the ice thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, st- still a, ver- a version of him. Um, but, uh, yeah, just be- and then Bimo being the the, uh, the King of Vu. <laughs> the first they mentioned King of Vu, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, um, is this Earwax Boy coming back? And I was like, oh, good. It's just Bimo. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, by the way, Beth can, like, teleport. Uh, sure me like that wait, wait, which adds to the evidence that maybe this is jake's ancestor like he's got weird powers here yeah yeah, yeah. maybe Sh- she's just like Sherman's like jumping and sh- dumping in and out of beth's mouth and like while they're walking up the thing and like they move the rock that way um and uh yeah all these like thing artifacts in bimo's house um and they, they have like <sighs> finn finn's arm um, also, just the gag of like Bimo not remembering Finn's name is like the best. Still, thing. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, <laughs> like Bimo, come on. My best friend Fred. No, not Fred. Phil. And then they call him <laughs> Phil the rest of the episode. I love that. So, like, it, that that does hammer home. Like, this is a long, long time in the future. So, I, I also, guess it works Bimo, in that Bimo, regard. Bimo but then, it's still sad. <laughs> Yeah, so this framing device of Shermie and Beth, I anticipate this being divisive um, among fans because uh, we're focusing a lot of the, f- the series finale on characters who we don't care about. But obviously they're supposed to just represent adventures of the future and uh, like yeah. this thing we've talked about of life moving on. But you do, what did you think, and- Sam? 
Um, okay, so my first read upon it was like, oh, is this some sort of, like, backdoor pilot? Like, what's going on? Uh, obviously, I don't I don't think it is now. I think it's pretty much what you said, Dylan, sort of like a representative of, like, you know, time does move forward and history repeats itself and there'll still be, a, like, people in the future doing the same stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, just like a way to shoehorn Willis Smith into the series, because she wanted to. <laughs> I think that was important, but yeah. It was important. She likes Adventure Time, yes, Dylan. Yes, noted fan. Yeah. Anyway, yes, yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it worked for me. Like, I don't see how they could have done it otherwise, considering like all the themes that they brought up in the finale itself. So it, it works. I right. like it, it. it does a great job of accomplishing the specific thing they're going for. Like, you can't have Finn and Jake in the future. You can't have like, um, you shouldn't have like a direct thing of like, oh, it's it's Finn's children or something. It's like. Uh, I feel like it's like symbols of who they are. Like I feel like that's it's exactly the the vehicle for for this mood that we're trying to accomplish here. Alex, what did you think of them? Well, I think that it works in part because they're similar enough to Finn and Jake. Like we can sort of justify calling them like a reversed version of them. And Adventure Time has done this before with like Fiona and Cake, right? Like they're just entire episodes dedicated to Cake characters that are kind of like Finn and Jake, but not really. So like at at first it was a little jarring because it's like, hey, this is the series finale. What's going on? But uh, but by and reflecting, like I think it's okay. It, it's okay, and it's kind of cute. And especially at the at the end, like the actual final shot is them climbing up Finn, Finn's tree or the new tree. They lift the sword and they like imitate the Adventure Time intro. Oh yeah, right. So like uh, that—that was all like a very cute ending to go on. So but like the different characters. So I I don't think it's that big of a deal, and maybe it doesn't add too much to the finale, except for just continuing the Adventure Time tone of just being very whimsical, no matter what. It's very Adventure Time to introduce like two even more characters at the at the series finale, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, at the end, yeah, the last shot that we end the show on is yeah, Shermie raising raising the sword and doing the all yeah from the intro, and then they find the fern tree that was planted, um, or now and it's now giant in the place where the treehouse was. Um, yeah, it's it's a I, I I do like the intro, and that's interspersed in this finale in this uh, montage we get is them finding the tree um as well yeah I, I don't know and we cut we cut to them with bemo's narration i think that all really works for me um and bemo narrating like bemo's like obviously a terrible narrator because it's bemo and i think that's perfect too <laughs> I, I love I, bemo yeah i i kind of i kind of and bemo's just also a very unreliable narrator because uh he like forgets or misleads you <laughs> into or he wasn't there for I honestly I would be surprised if any of this finale happened because he wasn't there. For That's most true. Of the... Yeah, Bimo just He was in the treehouse most of the time. Bimo comes in at the end. Uh, when... Wait, do do we not trust Finn and Jake to have told Bimo the story as a bedtime thing or something? I guess I don't they, know. I guess Finn would, yeah. Um yeah, okay. But uh, maybe, yeah, that's an interesting take. Maybe none of this ever happened. <laughs> that's, that's okay, let's talk. Before we, I want to get into everything in the montage. Uh, but before that, because that's going to take a while, let's do the bubbling discussion. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. All right. Because we have this, uh, we're all into, all wondering, like, um, would we get this uh, culminating bubbling moment um, that we've been waiting for for a long time from these characters and the show kind of seemed unwilling to do? Um, this would be the time to do it in the series finale, and we do. They kiss. Oh, and it was. Yeah. 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 They they kiss. This is the. 
Uh, I mean, this is like an historic kiss, like comes across very like uh, casual in the episode, I think. But this is like the second um, main character same sex kiss in children's Western animation ever. Uh, the first one was just a few months ago with Steven Universe. So this is a, a big historic moment for queer representation in uh, in animation. And uh, I think that it's like a legitimate kiss. It takes like <laughs> they hold for a while. Um, it's audible. Like uh, it's 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 an incredible moment. Sam, you are. Number one bubbling shipper in in the world, maybe. What do you in, think? In the world, maybe. Um, <laughs> what what was say, your reaction when you saw this happening? Oh, dude, I was just, I was to the moon. Oh, I loved it. It was great, amazing, beautiful, artistic, wonderful. Uh, every single positive descriptor word I could use here, that would what I would use to describe this kiss. Um. Like you said, it's kind of been like a really long time coming. And all right, so to put this in the context, I remember about four ish years ago when uh, Legend of Korra did the you know the Korra and Asami handhold, and sort of the name of the game after that happened would be who is gonna push the envelope next? Who is gonna you know actually kiss? Like is what network is gonna let that happen? Et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, it was Cartoon Network with um the Ruby and Sapphire one a couple months ago, and then we get this, and it's like, whoa, mind blown. This is, like, opening so many doors. I'm so into it. And it's just, like, ah, oh. I love that they played it off so casual, too. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, all this, like, big, like, ah, oh, sweeping romance, etc. Because that's not really Adventure Time style. And, you know, for better or for worse, it's just sort of, like, how their whole relationship has played off. It's just been like sort of this casual in the background sort of thing. Like, Oh, like, Oh, are Marceline and uh bubblegum together? Uh, were they together in the past and they broke up? Um, and you know, there have been dedicated episodes throughout the series. Um, sort of looking at that. And I don't know, dude, it was just, it was beautiful and I'm so hype about it. Can't wait to just live my life like that. All the time, knowing that has happened, or in in uh, in in the vein of <laughs> Marceline and Bubblegum. Okay, so both. So knowing that it happened, and knowing that you know it's possible for it to happen in the future, even yeah. though it sucks, it happened like at the very last episode. I'm not too much of a fan of that, but that's like a time sort of. That's a time thing, and I don't know. I don't work at a network, so I'm not really sure how any of that works, but it's just it's great dude i'm yeah i'm all about it yeah yeah it's it's in general i think it's like kind of unsatisfying with shows like just wait to have um get queer couples together until the last episode i think the way adventure time has always tried to play bubbling is that it's like uh they were together at least always my interpretation they're together a long time ago in the past and then i think i think marceline kind of talks about it in this episode and then when they're apart um and marceline's like i always was like so worried that you would get hurt when we were, weren't together mm-hmm. she says that here um and then they're like slowly finding each other um again in in the course of the, the second half of the series until um they kind of culminate uh their renewed relationship here in the finale um is, isn't is, it is so my beautiful yeah i think like I think. oh no, I and mean, the, okay. the, the, uh, the show has done great, especially like since Varmint's like these last two or three seasons of like slowly building up the bubbling relationship so that like now we're finally at this point, like they've done enough work in that relationship specifically to like make this a, a really fulfilling experience. 
Yeah, it was definitely a lot of uh, effort to get to this, make it as fulfilling as it was. In terms of, like, kissing, they could have kissed, like, immediately. I mean, if they were together in the past, they could have just kissed right away. And I think it's (laughs) probably, like, uh, censorship constraints that prevented that. Which is, like, eye roll, but... Yeah. Um, But we did get there, and we're at a place where Cartoon Eric is kind of leading the charge on the sort of representation. Yay! Um, Tons of other shows are attempting this, by the way. It's just getting cut for various reasons. um, Which is dumb. Like, come on. Yeah, obviously, yeah, but uh, yeah, two shows now. This is a this is a new age for for this, and hopefully, leads uh, the way did you there. ever think that we would like be here? It's so wild. I mean, you had to think it would come be eventually. I, I didn't. Mean, I, I didn't yeah, think but... it, it. I didn't think it would be so soon though. I didn't think like be earlier this year that it would happen like twice this year. No, yeah, but yeah, younger me, like years ago, um, I guess first getting into Adventure Time and like thinking about it and like oh i wonder if like they'll ever get together i wonder if uh you know this that and the other um because i actually the story goes i've told many times uh i started watching because of bubbling because i heard what was missing was a thing and i was like oh i should i should watch that and this is when i was first coming out and for me it's like you know my mind is completely blown because it's just something i would never think was gonna happen but it did happen (laughs) And I'm so about it. It's great. I don't know. I can't like I can't use other descriptors that are not positive for this. Well, yeah, I'm really high on it. That's that's a, that's an incredible story. That like and and that that's the start. And then it it really happened here. Um, I I do say I don't think like we expected a bubbling kiss ever. Um, no, this is no, a surprise. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> After all, like the so- stories of censorship and like oh they tried to get in the comics and it's not in the comics. Or, like I don't I don't remember that. I I put those I in my mind. The comics are more uh, more forward, I would yeah. say. Or like, uh, there's this like the, uh, them at a panel or something and talking, and I, I don't, I don't know. But like Olivia Olsen kind of like let it slip that they were obviously yeah. together at one point in the past, and then she had to be like, yeah, "Oh, like, don't you guys know I'm just joking? Ha ha." Yeah, like four years ago, that was a big deal, right? Like that that whole yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, just getting to this point where it actually happened, this, it's a surprise. I think that this happened. This is the big romance of the finale. No other. <laughs> No other ships. Yeah, our R.I.P. Huntress was. Yeah, ha ha! All you fin fin <laughs> fin shippers with any character fin did not end yeah, up with Yeah, but what about the, what about the bubble gum scene at the end though? Yeah, kiss on the cheek. <laughs> bubble gum is that the ship name? Uh, uh, yeah, um, unfortunately, it is. It's I, a terrible I, ship name. I, that's I, why Bubbleine has survived. Bubbleine is so yeah, much that's, better. That's the reason. I did not interpret the bubble gum kiss on the cheek as romantic. No. Well, obviously not. That was not intended to be. That was kind of like throwing a bone to like, you know, their whole dynamic relationship. Right, yeah, I think Finn and Princess Bubblegum was a huge component of the first half of the show. And so I think them having a moment. And and the first part of this episode, too, because like Finn is very staunch against war and and like uh, Bubblegum is not listening to anybody, but seems to listen to Finn. Like there's that quick flashback of seeing Finn as Shoko. Mm -hmm. So like in the first part of this episode, they kind of work on the Finn bubblegum relationship is important. It, it gets thrown aside by all the other stuff in this episode, but like it, it, it's a small piece in this whole puzzle thing. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a nod to that being an important component of the show, and it's worked into the finale, especially in that moment. And it's kind, that's kind of what we end the uh, the non epilogue portion of the the finale on. Everything after that, you could you could say is like epilogue, um, and that's kind of uh, or you know that you could say that 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 part is too but yeah that's it's definitely an important moment and they give it its due time um well i i guess quickly like what do we think of finn not having romance here uh alex your huntress wizard <laughs> finn shipper did you were you upset that it didn't happen 
I was more upset that Huntress Wizard or, or Flame Princess got nothing really to do in this yeah. in this entire finale. Like Huntress Wizard shoots down a spy, and Flame Princess, I guess, like gets uh, beat up by a monster. Like that, that that's their entire thing. But um, in terms of Finn having romance, like I think in the end it doesn't really matter. Like that, there are a lot more deeper stuff to get into with this show. I think that Finn's relationships has been a thing that this show has dealt with multiple times over the course of the entire show. And like by the time we got to Hunter's Wizard, I think that the show had been leaning anyway towards Finn finally realizing that he didn't need a relationship to be t- totally full or like to be emo- emotionally filled with himself. So uh, I think that it fits with what Adventure Time had been leaning towards in these in this final season of just Finn being happy with with himself, self self satisfied, not needing a relationship to go forward. Yeah, thank thank God we did not end with Finn with anyone because it's so much more satisfying to Finn's emotional journey that uh, he can find happiness kind of on his own. So much of the show is like right. romance, romantic a- angst with him that was like not like not that uh, didn't matter. It didn't. It, it's it's also just I mean, like okay. bad for him as oh. a person. Like these 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 crushes he went okay. through. So this is uh, like the place to end. I think I'll put it on. It did matter because you know he's growing up. He's like a teenager, etc. So you know not to like you know diminish the importance of love in his life but like in the grand scheme of things his relationships were kind of always Finn you messed up yeah which wasn't good anyway learning and growing up and I think this is the place that you want to end on 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 Finn's and and, and I think the show resisted the temptation to like end on a romantic note with the show's hero like I think that's incredible like the note we end on is Finn welcoming the humans back um, and not some sort of uh, kiss with with him and Flame Princess or something like. Uh, yes, gl- glad we didn't go back there. Okay, um, back to bubbling for a second though, because that's the kiss isn't the only moments that we get in the finale. Um, that's that's why it's like not just incredible, but like even beyond that, because we see them um, kind of snuggling together in the montage um, with a puppet show from that group that we'll talk about in a bit. With um, with their son. Peppermint Butler, apparently. Yeah. How how does Peppermint? Uh, I guess we'll say that later. But like, why, how does Peppermint Butler not get turned back? Like, why why is he the know. one left to suffer? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, he was suffering beforehand. He was down a dark path, Alex, and now he is back yeah. <laughs> back on. He that was path. happy <laughs> on his dark path, though. Let him be. He's, he's uh, their baby. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's their child, and uh, they they fly together, singing as mentioned in the time adventure mm-hmm. uh, sequence, um, <sighs> holding on to each other. Um, and then even before this, like before the battle, they have a scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like Marceline's like, hey, um, this is a bad idea. And like, I don't want to flaunt my trauma, but I've been through this before. Yeah, with that quick and then, shot to the past. That was, that was really And then incredible. Bubblegum's like, I know, but like, I don't see another way. And then she's like, wish me luck, okay? Yeah, she says that, wish me luck, okay? Like the most like girly, affectionate type. It's really of- <laughs> tender. <laughs> yeah, tender. And Marceline yeah. goes back like, good luck. And like, oh, <gasps> it's nice. Yeah, so it's really it's really interwoven throughout the finale, and I think it's it's incredible. It's so satisfying as a uh, oh, supporter oh, oh, of this relationship. Uh, also, like uh, during the fights, like Bubblegum gets smashed by the monster, and Marceline like breaks out her stakes dark cloud form out of mm-hmm. like uh, the, protecting her her girlfriend. So like that was that was pretty out there. 
Yeah, that's what leads to the 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 kiss scene is um, PB just uh, seemingly dying, but I, you know she's uh, some sort of science mechanic backup, so she's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, then Marcy goes berserk and just takes one of them down like on her own. Wow, <laughs> like that, that's, that's really whole, gay. That's the only <laughs> success they ever have is uh, <laughs> the, that side of things is when Marceline's feelings for bubblegum like uh, uh, cause her to uh, just go go crazy like that. Yeah um it's it, and then and then the kiss scene um any specifics of the kiss scene sam we didn't talk about I, you brought up the noise part and that was like <laughs> it's such a small detail to me that's like the most like, one of the most powerful things about it because yeah. we're not just trying to brush past it we're like making it prominent it's like the audio you like, hear them kissing wow. yeah, that's like really important i think and also, like they kind, of, they have a nice embrace thing going on, where like it kind of pulls a little closer while during the kiss. Like uh, I, I like that little detail too. Yeah. Uh, just, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get. We'll there, get there, back there's to it. a bit of like distance to like a, a lot of that conversation was on their faces, but then when the kiss happens, the camera kind of pans. It goes like behind them, uh, a bit far away. I don't know if that's something to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I just I think it's an interesting artistic choice. We have like we frame on them from behind and it's it's um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a close up is good to make it as prominent as possible, but I found this to be like uh I th- I thought this really worked. It's just two people who love each other and they're happy <laughs> that they're both alive. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Sam's- I'm sorry. I'm like this oh. is like my last like vestige of like you know me being super duper invested in a ship. Mm. And I'm just I'm I'm living it right now. When when Galb is coming is going up into the sky, I think they're holding each other, or or mm. so, some Galb seem like they just cut to them and they're holding. Yeah, each they're other. they're holding each other. It's it's just it's so beautiful. Yeah, definitely. It, it's 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 great. I'm we'll, we'll we'll get back to it throughout. But let's talk. Um, let's move to this montage that we get through at the end here with the come along with me end credit scene playing. We cut to a lot of different things important and not important <laughs> that oh yeah dylan actually had to ask us who like who a couple people were yeah well did you did, who <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna poll the audience here who remembered um who uh, the jiggler was um i did not remember that uh, who remembered who uh the the crabbit is those yeah, the two that I, familiar. yeah those are the two that i didn't remember um i also blanked on j- tiffany's name but i remembered eventually yeah i'm but, confused how jiggler got to be a business person like jiggler can't talk so like how, how is he going? he just jiggles <laughs> does he jiggle for money Yep, uh, does. Okay. Okay. Let's go through all the <laughs> the end credits or not the yeah the end song uh, sequences that we see, and uh, we'll go fast or we'll slow down if needed. But first, we start with um Jake blue being blue and Lady Rainicorn. That disturbed me. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> They're just the happy together. Is, the background is really like. I don't know. Never mind. Also, the musical describes the song as uh, a really specific feeling that's hard to describe. What does that mean? <laughs> the song isn't about that. It's kind of not about that, but it evokes that, right? Like, does it? it, it that's that's what the musical is saying. It evokes it Appar- evokes that feeling. Also, I was looking it up. Apparently, the musical voice actress is actually the singer of the song. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we should have seen this coming. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I did. Um, so we get uh, L- a big, big plot moment. LSP is the queen of lumpy space at the end. Crowns the queen. Do all princesses become queens at some point? 
I think that's the idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know that's how it works in like our world, but like, I don't be space. Who knows? Uh, do will Alice be be a good leader? Yeah. Well, why is it Princess Bubblegum? Why is she not Queen Bubblegum? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, in the, yeah, in the Adventure Time world, all the princesses are. are I don't know. Maybe her and Marceline will get married, and then she'll be Queen Bubblegum. Or maybe she's still Lumpy Space Princess, but she's just being promoted, but still keeps her title. Yeah, I think she's still LSB. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because her parents are still alive. So like, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, this important moment we get. Uh, previously, Gunter wished to become the Ice King, and uh, um, Gunter... but by the way, that Orgalore lampshading, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, hey, he's is a it... cosmic being. Don't do that. Oh no, never mind. It's is fine. he st- is he still Orgalore? I don't remember. I guess so. Yeah, because he got p- the reason he's stuck in the Gunter form is because he's under the atmospheric pressure of the planets. Uh, that's why when Orgalore is in space, he can be free. But he gets pushed down to Earth, and he gets pushed back into being a penguin. So, he, so it's still Orgolurg all along. Really, just wants to be Ice King in the end. Is what Don't we're we all really? <laughs> no. Or, or no, somehow yeah, Gun- Gunter's mind power was more po- was more powerful than Orgolurg's. Yeah, yeah. I will say this is the perfect conclusion to the Gunter character is uh, turning into Ice King. He's being like, I love Gunter so much. Yeah, that's it's great. Uh, tr- trips and accidentally proposes to Turtle Princess. That's, that's so stupid. That's this is this is too stupid for you. Yes, well, look, I, I, Ice Ice King went through such elaborate plans to get princesses <laughs> to marry him, and, and then Gunter look- just like marries somebody off the bat. Like, come right. On. Is that what we're going for? Yeah, it's just like Gunter uh, locking into uh, to marrying a princess. Where I, I maybe Gunter, maybe Gunter is more charming than Simon. Oh, much. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely more charming. What do you think of this being Turtle Princess? What, what's the what's the rationale here? I don't really care. Alex, turtle you t- Princess talks like this. So what are your I Turtle Princess thoughts? Yeah, why why is Turtle Princess so prominent here at the end? Uh, she's not. She's um, she's in the montage. That doesn't count as being prominent. It's <laughs> the last five minutes of the show. She's on par times. with the Jiggler. No, no, she's in two scenes. That's that's good. Yeah, she uh, does show up. A and then, of times. then and then they get married. Yeah, um, and it, that's a big event. And then it comes back later. Um, okay, so we have rattle balls, um, and then the various guards and they're watching TV. I like rattle balls being. Okay, I have a, I have a thing to point out. Um, so I don't remember banana guards having boobs. One of them had them in this. Can somebody please message me in comments or something and be like, Sam, you're dumb. This is the episode where this banana guard had boobs. Why can't you remember? This is very important. Yeah, because yeah. I do feel like there are that there have been female banana guards in the past, but I, I can't bring an episode to mind. I'm a fake. Have. I'm a fake fan, TM. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, that, oh, uh, oh, okay. It's in uh, We Fits the Truck. Remember uh, that, that that one with Banana Man? He's trying yeah. to get a girlfriend. And, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Or Banana Man. I didn't follow that, but okay. I'm glad we <laughs> arrived at a conclusion here. Banana okay. Man was in this montage. I also don't remember Banana Man. Um, well, The Water Nymphs. I I barely remember them, but they're there. What's the purpose of putting them here? Uh, uh, they were cute. <laughs> I don't okay, know. Sure. <laughs> Um, Jake, uh, the, the Jake's kids are, uh, rebooting the Joshua and Margaret investigations, uh, um, And then business. TV takes over. Yeah, I thought this was sweet. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I think we needed to do something with that. That'd been, the Joshua and Margaret investigations, that'd been pretty prominent recently in the show. So I think. I don't think I ever, like, really cared about Jake's kids that much. 
They'd been they'd been a pretty they'd been a heavier focus than you would think recently. So yeah, sounds like did, yeah. Anyway, uh, Sweet Pea graduates. Aww, from this was sweet. El- elementary school. Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Or I don't kindergarten. Think- like the, these days, they do like graduation <laughs> ceremonies for each grade. I, was, so I don't like- think I don't think the ooh has various levels of school though. So I don't know. I, I, don't I, I had a kindergarten graduation. I remember that. Right. So like that's a thing. And also like, how do we know anything about schooling and ooh? <laughs> Nobody goes to school. There was ooh. one episode with Sweet Pea going to school. So. Yes, there was that episode. But like outside of this, like do we? really know anything about the school system in ooh no so we can't comment okay um uh pb and lolly are with netty and they're singing to netty i think right oh, that's cute. yeah they're doing his calm down song that was sweet i thought that was this was a sweet one yeah and i like that uh bubblegum and lolly are are have a relationship now post show post the events of of this finale yep I think that's good. And yeah, put it, I had to, I, I'm glad we put Nettie here. That, that's should have, should have been here. That's a very prominent episode looking back, I think. Um, we had Simon, and this might have been my favorite one of the many. Oh, this is my second favorite one of the many sequences. Uh, Simon, um, renewed as himself, Simon visits Prismo and Cosmic Owl. Okay, so you say this is uh, uh, one you like, but I'm worried that this is, like, what if it's just Simon, like, still pining over Betty? Like, is he just, like, what if it's just him asking Prisma, like, hey, like, how do I get Betty back? Like, what if that's his entire character now that he's normal Simon? I feel bad. Well, okay, so I think it could be, that's probably what he's doing, could be what he's doing, but it's not his entire character, because he's also hanging out at the at Marcy's house at the end, so I think that he has other things going on, but all, he's, his hobby is trying to get Betty back by going to, to Prismo and, and Cosmic Owl and figuring out what's going on there. Also, I thought that was him just trying to find a place to live. He could just be like investigating the, maybe he's just like uh, investigating the universe too, because he's like uh, a really smart person. uh, Oh, I'm Simon Petrikoff. Yeah, he's just going to go do science stuff throughout throughout the universe now. I wonder when he's going to die. What? He's human. Oh, don't say that. We just got him back. Finn is gonna die. Jake is gonna die. Yeah, we're all gonna die someday. uh, All all your friends are going to die. Yeah, they all did die except for Bimo by the thousand years in the future. No, Sweet Pea was also alive. He was very tall. He had like the demon blood sword. Oh, that was Sweet Pea? Um, Yeah, it was. I didn't catch that at all. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and he had um. No, I think it was like the Knight of Fear sword from a. I saw the I saw the giant sword. Yeah, but I didn't know that was Sweet. Yeah, that was Sweet Pea. Okay, I'll have to look for that. Going back, there's a lot of stuff in here that we're talking about in the uh, intro first five minutes, right? Um, or was yeah, it in the? And then in, it was in the intro and at in the, the intro end. and at the end. A- okay. After after they left the Bemos house, yeah, they're like climbing the mountain and there's a giant walking by, right? It's how- yeah, it's it's sweepy. Okay, hmm. So that's the fate of the lich, I guess. <laughs> is yep. to be sweepy. <laughs> to be sweepy forever. The, the Orgolorg, Orgolorg doesn't matter here. The Lich doesn't matter here. That <laughs> Instead, is more... we get random villain at the end. Yeah, uh, we'll not, not totally not, random. Not, not random, but... It's kind of random. Well, I mean, we'll people talk. thought it was coming. It just hadn't... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Jermaine is painting for Lemon Grab. His ceiling. Sure. Was there a precursor to this that I missed, or was it just a thing? No. Okay. Um, in the, I think it was the Mount, Mountain of Matthew. Like he, he is focused on the mural above his his bed. So like the, that that's the only connection that I made. That lemon we have seen Lemongrass bedroom before. Okay, that's I don't know if that okay. But uh, we see Bimo with Mo uh, sending 
mow into space with banana men. Explain this to me, Alex. Okay, so in the Mo episodes, uh, there there was a brief flashback of Mo, and he had plans in the background of him sending rockets into space. So I think that there's a connection there where, like, uh, I guess maybe Mo always wanted to go to space, and Bimo is fulfilling his final request or something. But, but then yeah, they just the, the, use like a paper towel thing rocket, though. Yeah, maybe it didn't actually go into space, but it's the thought that counts, Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad we put, even though I didn't understand the context, I'm glad we had Mo here in the, the last uh, sequence, because I felt like Mo was that episode and was one of the yeah. more prominent ones of later era. Well, also, I, re- I remember hearing some people say that they saw, like, on some of the Mars episodes, they, they saw things that look like stuff that Mo would have designed. So I, I always wondered if we were ever going to, like, connect those two. It doesn't seem like we do here. Except for just limiting it to the space, uh, to the rocket thing. But uh, eh, Mo's Mo, Mo nice. Mo's nice. Okay. Uh, then Sh- Shermie and Beth find the fern tree. So we, we cut to that in the middle of cool. this. We have Flame Princess and Neptor rapping. Yeah. Uh, this is our f- ultimate fate of Flame Princess <laughs> as rapping. That was her most Flame important Flame Princess. Is- Flame Princess is about to be a member of Rockhampton. <laughs> Message okay, in the comments cool. below what you think. Okay. <laughs> Okay, We're just replaying is. the final Flame Princess episode again yeah, here. Much. Nothing new. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was not nice, nice for Flame Princess. We see Tiffany. As long as she's happy, I guess. Yeah. What do we think about Tiffany being in the ending? Who cares? Is, is, Tiffany's, is, dead. T- Tiffany's half robot here? Is that, is that what's going on? Yeah, apparently that happened before in the show, but you guys should know about that. Okay, well, I'm sorry I'm such a fake fan. <laughs> I just w- looked Tiffany up on the wiki, and there's a picture of Tiffany with the, uh, a robot already, arm or something. I don't really so care about Tiffany. Happened. I guess yeah. in the pre-boot, reboot thing, maybe um, the Dr. Gross. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think that might be right. Um, yeah. Anyway. No, no Dr. Gross in this episode. <laughs> that's, that's sad. Um, the Jiggler, as mentioned, n- no memory. But yeah, that's there? you. Um, the 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 crabbit. Um, why do, doing interpretive dance? That's what he wanted to do, <laughs> dude. Have, if you rewatch Sky Witch, he's like, "I want to dance. I'm leaving you." And Masha's like, "Okay, whatever." Okay, uh, so. so that's he's living out his dream. Let him live. Also, Donnie was there, and like a bunch <laughs> of other people were there. It was weird. Okay. I, I when I saw that I was like, oh, this is a character from the first five episodes that I don't remember. No, it's from Sky Witch. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's from Sky Witch. Yeah, well, Sky Witch is a very prominent episode, so I guess I that we're paying off that very. A- and the Jiggler is a prominent episode. That's, let me tell you. No, it's not. <laughs> but okay, the, the Jiggler is one from actually like the first five. Yeah, episodes. that that like I'm like okay, the characters I don't know they're from the beginning of the show, right? Um, but I guess not with this the familiar. Um, Susan and Frida. I'm very happy that we had Susan and Yay! Frida in, in the montage. They pick up Lemon Hope for. Is that their child now? Yes. That, no. Okay. So. I was really worried that all the Lemon Hope stuff wasn't going to be canon because if you remember at the end of the Lemon Hope episode, he basically just like walks through this decrepit ooh and then goes back to the Lemon Castle and like dies, I guess. Um, and it's just like this whole thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was worried that they forgot about it. And now he's here just in the middle of that montage journey at the end of his episode. So good for Lemon Hope. He's adopted by the second OTP of Susan and Frida. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm glad Susan and Frieda are together here. That's that's all I want. Uh, are they actually adopting Lemon Hope, or are they just like hired to be his chauffeurs? <laughs> yeah, it seemed no, like they're like bus drivers picking him up for school. That's the impression <laughs> I got. But I don't not, not Und- clear. underground bus drivers. <laughs> kind of unclear. Okay, next one we have root beer guy, starchy, crunchy, and what punchball? Is that his name? The he's gumballed, right? Yeah. Um, having drinks. Yeah. Okay. This Wait, what was he? Was he root beer guy or is he dirt beer guy? Like I, oh, I, I, I think I, it's I dirt beer guy now. Last time I remembered, he was dirt beer guy. I, I, <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, um, this is the root beer guy send off we always wanted. Right? It was him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Chilling. I mean, he spent a lot of time in that bar. <laughs> I guess that fits. Um, we have tree trunks holding up a pie in the middle of a maze. Sam, no, you had a, you had an interpretation for this. No, I didn't. Alex did. Oh, Alex didn't. Well, look, these are crop circles because in that weird-ass episode about the Princess Bubblegum hunting down tree trunks, and it ends up being that tree trunks is having alien orgies. So this is obviously her attempt to get back on that action. So yep. is is was the maze crops? Yeah, is that associated with aliens before in the show, or is it just a pop culture association? It's a, I, I guess, a pop culture. Thing. Yeah, I think it's just pop culture. Yeah, okay. I, but I do also, like... before that episode, aliens weren't really a thing. <laughs> now I mean, there were there was Mars, but that's about it. Like there is just outright aliens. Yeah. Well, then now we have that aliens. alien princess too. So. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I, yeah. That, I assume that was one of the aliens of Tree Trunks as aliens, but I don't maybe. Know. Yeah. Whoa! What? What if that princess from the first five minutes is actually the daughter, do- like the great great granddaughter of mm. Tree Trunks and Alien Man? I don't like that. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Tree Trunks was just giving her uh, alien boo a pie. That's what that's. Ooh, what that was. Oh, Alex, you just like got like a really bad like art <laughs> comic in my head. That uh, ooh la la. <laughs> Don't not like not an actual one, but like one that could. Not like a happen. concept. Yes, I I want this episode to inspire myriads of no. art comments. No. Okay, we have a normal man looking back. What on his past self? And, on, yeah, and his wife who is dead. And he's running like he seems like he's running a business. He's like he's the king of Mars now, isn't he? Was that is he in Mars? Was he? Yeah. I don't, I guess that's where he was. Okay. Um we had to read him there. Um we have okay, now we've arrived at my favorite <laughs> shot of the <laughs> of the montage. Sam, how would you describe so we have P B, Marcy, Slime Princess, L S P and Flame Princess. How would you describe how they look in this this shot? Uh they look totally radical, like, oh my god. Like they're like kind of like um, walking on like one of those like really radical cups that they would have in the eighties. Yeah, like like an eighties like pop group or something. Yeah, like, I mean it's yeah. just so like tubular, like gag me with a spoon. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite thing that that they, they're hanging out and they look like that. It's, it's just fantastic. like um that one episode where uh, Marceline and LSP kind of like I guess they kill Breakfast Princess or whatever. I don't actually remember what happens, but like. Billy no, no, steal her car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. I was like watching a clip from that the other day and I don't. I don't remember. In, in my head, these five are the idol group of the of Ooh. The they're the <sighs> they're like the Backstreet Boys of Ooh now. That's their future. I guess. <laughs> are, are there sh- are there shopping malls in Ooh? Yeah, it looks like they're in a mall, right? Like, like it's the classic '80s mall picture. So, like, I just wonder, like, what, what are they shopping for? Trouble. Uh, 
Travel. Ooh, yeah. Travel. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, that's fantastic. I want all the fanfics written about that, please. <laughs> that specific shot. This montage is a weird, is a weird combination of like things that we're presenting happening in the future that naturally result from the stuff we saw before. Um, endings, tributes to characters prom- that are prominent. And then also these just random shots that are fun, like this one. Um, like they're all kind of next to each other, and but it, 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 it all it, all together kind of says like, "Hey, like life moves on. We're just gonna live our lives, do do things." You know, it's kind of like the ending of Daria, but that okay. nobody else. It right, basically right. Daria ended like similarly on like this "what if" sort of montage. Anyway, keep going. I didn't all, there's no "what if" here. This all happened. It's all canon, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Alex Huntress Wizard. She's meditating. Yeah, yeah, that that that's that's her deal. Uh, she she also, she also doesn't need a man to be happy. Like uh, Finn is fine alone. Huntress Wizard is fine alone. If they're both happy, then that's good enough. Alex, it's up to you to write the fan fiction where they find each other again as older people, and then they get together. Hmm. Yeah, they're the new it, bubbling, right? If gonna, it, no, they uh, don't compare it to that. But like, like it's it's uh, uh, if I was creative enough, I might do that one day. But okay. no, that they're, they're happy on their own. They don't they don't need each other. They'll 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 find satisfaction in their lives in other ways. Alex, are Huntress Wizard stands going to be upset by this finale? <laughs> Uh, they might be only because then you have to be the you have to do the question. Well, then why was she prominent? Oh, well, I guess not even prominent, but like why was she even in this final season? To re- why did the show feel the need to remind us that she existed? <laughs> Are there any other Huntress Wizard stands besides oh, yeah. it's Alex? A, it's a popular, uh, it, it, it's it's a popular a, character to stand. Yeah, I, I think it's a minority, but like they're out there, and like Huntress Wizard is a cool design, and she's like their chemistry. Finn and Huntress Wizard's chemistry was there, but also I think the show has d- does a good job of stressing that like they they're both at a place in their lives where they don't really need each other, and like there's kind of a just a, a brief thing, but like yeah, like well, why 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 have it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, of note is that uh, I think Adam Muda has been talking about this on the, the press circuit for this this finale, but um, this wasn't like a planned natural conclusion to the show. Um, Cartoon Network kind of canceled the show. Like, it was like, they gave them time to wrap it up, but it wasn't like, okay, we know this is the last season. We know this is the last two seasons. Like, they kind of like knew halfway through the season. So I don't think they had time to plan it completely. So maybe Huntress Wizard was a, a consequence of that. Aw, R.I.P. Huntress Wizard. Yeah, maybe they did further plan for Huntress Wizard that never came to be. So sad. Um, I, 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 Flame Princess also not, not get a lot. I guess I'm a Flame Princess stan. I wasn't you that are. upset, though. That Yeah, I, I wasn't that upset, though. She's We're, we're fine with her. Uh, she, she had a lot to do. She didn't need to... She, she, she didn't have a lot to do in this final season. She had the one episode where she reconciles with her dad, but like in the midst of, in the middle of like a rap centered episode and like this finale, she, she has like one, one line, I think about, but like you, you got that sister or something like that. And that's yeah. it. She, there's more important things to do here, even though I love her. There's, and she gets the cover of the final DVD. So I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> For some reason, she's the cover of the list. There you go. <laughs> so that's fine. We'll take that. Um, so we get this scene of Simon, Turtle Princess, uh, Ice, New Gunter's Ice King, um, Bubbling and Pet Butt, um, are hanging out at Marcy's house and they put on a puppet show for, bubbling and they're like making popcorn so are these holographic puppets is that what's going on because they're like glowing i think so 
I don't know. Also, no, uh, Marceline's uh, poodle Schwabel is there also. Okay. I heard yeah, nobody nobody the, cares the, about him, but I do. I noticed that. Ghost poodle? Yeah. Oh. Mm, interesting. Um, also, I, I have a theory. So, Turtle Princess married Ice King, right? But I feel like she's like going behind his back to like get with Simon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't know. Simon loves Betty only. Our, well, I, uh, well, Betty's. Betty is glob now. So <laughs> yeah, Betty is yeah. that guy. So yeah, Gl- Golb. Golb, not glob. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, uh, then uh, <laughs> we were an hour. <laughs> look, it's a lot to talk about. And then last, uh, Finn and Jake, uh, welcome back the humans from Islands. Aw, that's cute. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good ending for that arc and Finn and because a lot of Finn's arc is like him being the last human and no he's not Uh, also isn't this finale song technically called the island song I think it is yeah so like it's perfect that it ends with them coming back to from the island wow okay any other comments on this montage it was pretty it was pretty yeah it was nice Okay, the the two big things that I was hotly anticipating being wrapped up by this finale were Bubbling and uh, Simon and Betty and Marcy um, was the big like to me. I think there's people that feel the same way, uh, but this may be just a me specific specific thing. I think the Simon and Marcy and also the Betty stuff later has been the best thing in Adventure Time for the entirety of its run. I think it's been the best episodes. I think it's the strongest plot, the most emotional plot. And like, this is the thing I needed to see addressed because we'd all been building to something with it. And uh, so we get Simon back. It happens. Uh, the whole finale is kind of uh, based around uh, this Betty's attempt to to get Simon back. And then we do get Simon back. Um, I, I was really happy that this was was so prominent and was addressed in such a major way. Sad. Yeah. Um, what do you, Alex, what, what do you, were you surprised we got Simon back here? How do you think it was handled? I don't think I was surprised. Like, I, I feel like. Uh, I, I feel like anything could have gone like I, I would have been okay if like the Ice King stayed the same we continue with the theme of well we've accepted him how he is but I also am fine with Simon being being back I think that Betty is uh, still feels like a character to me that I don't think got enough development on her own like down to the very end like obviously her first wish is to get rid of gold and that doesn't work so her final wish is well just keep simon safe pretty much right so like that's her entire reason for existing um when she's sane and even when she's not sane like she's still being uh, pushed forward in part by that so like betty as a character i don't uh, i i'm just like whatever i think this adventure time has done better characters than her but like simon is you know it's it's fine and also like it ends up just feeling tragic because simon in his sane state is when he realizes that he misses betty but he can only be sane if betty sacrifices herself so yeah like simon is the the simon betty thing i think had high moments this to me feels like an appropriate conclusion but not one that feels fully satisfying to me personally mm. yeah i think betty was always kind of a character that was a vehicle for simon um for better or worse probably probably worse but she still had some great episodes and there's still an engaging plot i guess if i had a complaint here it would be that marcy and simon 
wasn't super prominent. Like they had like a reunion thing and then they're back in each other's lives at the end. But to me, that was like such a hugely emotionally impactful plot in the, in the run of this show, the, their relationship in the past. So, um, I could use maybe, uh, t- 10 to 30 more seconds of the two of them. Wow. But what we got was still really good. 10 yeah, because 30 of, more seconds. Yeah. yeah I'm not asking bro- for a lot. <laughs> well, Broke His Crown is kind of like the final Simon Marcy episode of the, uh, now that this finale has happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's still, it's still, still, I would classify this finale as a Simon and Marcy episode. We still get, get some moments. And yeah, Simon's there at the, the, the get together at, uh, at, uh, Marcy's house. So they're, they're, they're still in each other's lives. I All don't right. know. Would, would, would Marcy go with Simon exploring the, the universe to maybe scientific endeavors would bubble bubble uh bubblegum come along maybe now she has to explore she has to run the kingdom right i don't know, I don't know. okay well she'd always out. just put crunchy in charge again <laughs> that's a good idea um sam what, what was your how'd you like uh how simon was handled in the finale um okay so here's my issue it's more or less with betty's thing i don't want to be that guy but um, to me, it just seems like Betty's entire character, and at the end of the day, it was just, like, her sacrificing herself for her boyfriend. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, uh, feministically, that isn't good. Feministically. Feministically, that's not a word, but it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, in a feminist reading, it's not good that, you know, the, the woman has to, like, sacrifice herself for, like, her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, not really thinking about that. I did think it was very touching. Uh, I don't, like, I, I would probably do the same if it was somebody I loved. Um, you know, the world isn't completely perfect in terms of, like, feminist ideals, etc. And, you know, feelings, all that good stuff. Uh, in terms of Simon, eh, to be honest, I kind of wish the whole Gunther doing the Ice King thing wasn't a thing because oh now, now like we have the best of both worlds we have Ice King's wackiness but then we also have Simon's back uh, and in terms of Simon and Marcy stuff I guess you could consider this like a Simon and Marcy episode not really I mean they only they, they, they do that one hug that's it yeah, they hug and it's just like cool, great, wonderful. Like it was, it was a good moment. Okay, I don't um, know. Like we could extrapolate on this further via the comics or like and like a like a graphic novel situation, like what Cora is doing now. You know, it's it's open ended. I would say. Yeah. Back to the Betty point, I I mean, I completely agree. It comes across as a sexist plotline looking back, right? Like, because her character just resolves, revolves around Simon. I mean, that's just kind of inherently what it yeah, is. Yeah, it, it sucks, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, You'd have to go back to their, like, series Bible to fix that. <laughs> I think I think Betty's not a OG character, right? Um, I don't think so. I think she came about when... Um, well, like Holly Jolly Secrets yeah, is the, the first the, introduction the of Simon backstory. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the maybe the Simon Marcy relationship could have been maybe OG stuff, but like Betty comes as a result of what they did there, um, and then it like transitions to being about Betty. That's my memory of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, by placing the finale's plot, re- ultimate plot revolving around Betty and doing something for Simon, yeah, I mean that that could that comes across badly. I think. Um, yeah. But they try to sell it as like their love and they kiss when they're inside Gulb's stomach. Um, were you guys Ew. touched by that? No. 
I, 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 I like the kiss. Yeah. And then you phrase that really bad. <laughs> That's what happened. They're being digested. They are being digested, but yeah. like... Does it count as right. being digested if there's no liquids involved? Yes. It's here just is, co- cosmically here is, digested. Here is Sam's issue with that TM. Again, I don't want to be that guy, but somebody has to. Uh, so, to compare it to the bubbling kiss that we got. Uh, you know, straight people, straight romance, more favored in terms of uh, angles, camera... Uh, weightiness, etc. Not a fan of that versus the bubbling kiss. Though the bubbling kiss itself was good for the moment it was in. And of course it made me very happy. But you know, we're not barred, you know, um, Ruby and Sapphire, I guess. We're not at a point where like a same same gender kiss is going to be like you know, that shot on like, oh, this is you know, the most important thing, this is like, you know, love overcoming or not overcoming or, you know, the last like breath of love in this uh, dire situation. Like we're not at a point yet where that's going to be a thing hmm. regularly. Oh, wait, you, you should you should be that guy. So don't say you shouldn't be that. You should be. Um, I feel I, like people get annoyed that I am. <laughs> well, they they can be annoyed then, whatever. I can't, um, I can't help what I notice. I agree that it's more prom- prominently placed, right? Like I think that's noticeable that the Simon... And uh, Betty kiss gets like the the last uh, five minute, ten minute. I don't know, but well, and um, also just like this gets close up, and the bubbling kiss is the one that gets the distance shot. Yeah, um, yeah I guess, I guess, I guess, I think, I feel like at least to me, the bubbling kiss was more cinematically framed than the Simon and Betty kiss. Like I felt like I feel like it's more emotionally impactful. It's given more more room to breathe. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's just like, uh, what the situation called for, what your taste in, what these things are, but, um, it definitely wasn't like as essential to the plot like that was for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely worth noting. Yeah. Um, before we get into Galb, I want to talk about my most favorite moments of the finale that we have not yet discussed, which is very important. And that is, uh, the other OTP that happens oh, this, this finale, <laughs> Lumpy Space Princess and Lemon Grab. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can, uh, hot take. Is Lemon Grab the best character in this, uh, this finale? <laughs> Lemon Grab is so good oh, between the, to- uh, getting so mad at the, the dude's plan in the, <laughs> A hot air balloon, my plan. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, and, and like Gumball destroys the lemon, and Lemon Grab r- takes out a paper, writes a note that just says "unmake me," like yeah, that, "unmake that, that me." L. Great. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like great, yeah. And then the I think this was my other than the bubbling kiss. This was my second biggest reaction of the finale was <laughs> this this LSP lemon grab. I never knew I needed this because um, uh, LSP says, "Oh tender lad, I give you the parting gift of my lips." And then Lemon Grab says, I find your proposal mm, acceptable. <laughs> it's the, the best uh, take on the unacceptable line. He finds the, the kiss uh, acceptable. And then they kiss. And then LSP's face gets sucked in because he's a lemon. Is that, yeah. That's what we're going to Because he's sour, yeah. <laughs> and then, whoa. And then, oh, you're welcome, <laughs> says oh LSP. God. Do you think that they're together? Yes. Oh, for yes. sure. Like I think in a previous episode they were having a picnic together. It's like the, the, this has been established. This is their relationship. Oh my god. They're canon. This is the screw Finn and anyone. This is the real. This, this is, is the real. The real. This is my favorite. Fa- to the two ridiculous characters 
Um, they're they're the most abrasive characters, so they deserve each other. Maybe my two favorite side characters. I'm putting them together like this. It's everything I ever wanted. Like I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't think of it though. I didn't think that this could be a thing. It's the best. This is like maybe the most successful like random finale thing they do. I feel like 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 uh, oh let's do let's go stupid combinations of all of our crazy characters and do it in a climactic. Like I feel like this is like perfect. It's also like parodying um, end of story like uh, romance arcs and stuff too yeah you said that the bubble in was more cinematically framed but this kiss had like a whole pink tint going on <laughs> yeah. yeah well it was a parody but yeah it was <laughs> this was cinematic yeah well it was over the top on purpose yes it was it was great okay um galb uh so a- alex why don't you give us uh, the build-up that uh of galb from the series previously to now this is the first time we see galb uh, no, in in Puhoi, which is that episode where Finn uh, marries the pillow pr- pillow person. Do you remember that, uh, that yeah. episode? I actually <laughs> yeah, do. I remember do. That. Yeah, yeah, but like what, when he's leaving, he's he goes past this this character goal, but, but like he wasn't named at the time. It was just some weird character that they happened to show. But then late uh, later on in the Magic Man episodes, we get the mention of Golb being partly responsible for getting rid of magic man's wife uh, margles so but like he has always been brought up as vague so the, when they do this exposition with simon's flashback of like hey gob is power of chaos and stuff like that's new information in show but although it had been stuff that had been theorized before but yeah we we don't have much on gob before this aside from the magic man episodes so, yeah, Sam, given that, what do you think of the concept of introducing this giant force of chaos uh, that we haven't really gotten into before in the last episode? So, okay, so I didn't realize gold was a thing before until, like, I looked it up uh, after the fact. So I was like, huh. Uh, watching it, I was like, well, I'm not sure how I really feel about this, like, you know, rando, like, you know... <sighs> What would it be like? Would you call the gumball war the gum wars like you know like a red herring or something? Yeah, so like you know I think this. So. Yeah, uh, like like I like I don't remember my opinions from like March or something, but I, I feel like I thought you know the gum wars either weren't going to be a thing or they were going to be like the main thing. Anywho, I'm not too much of a fan of just just like you know random guys showing up the last twenty minutes, be like, hey, I'm this big fat baby, uh, and like. I look really disturbing, et cetera, uh, but it's adventure time, so I don't know what I expected. Uh, Alex, um, what do you think? Well, I, I think that this is Adventure Time's thing, right? Like, Orgalorg shows up at the end of that season randomly. Uh, the Lich, uh, in his first appearance, kind of showed up out of nowhere, too. So, like, this is this is just how Adventure Time rolls. Like, they, they throw villains, the, like, giant villains out, seemingly out of nowhere. Although, at least I think with the gold, they, they, they drop little hints and pieces. So, at least if you're really hardcore into the into the show, like, to the point where you can remember people like the familiar at the end of the, at the, end of the episode. No, obviously like, not might have been. Yeah, okay, well, not everyone. But, like, if you had been picking up on the hints, like, seeing Gold finally be, like, a huge piece of an episode was kind of a revelation. But also, like, his usage in this episode is kind of genius because it's they portray him as the representation of chaos. 
and as uh, discord and then somehow like a song ends up defeating him because melody is the opposite of discord like that, 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 that's so beautiful and like it, it feels so adventure timey that so, is yeah that's such an adventure time thing yeah so like the the way he's defeated it is so beautiful but also like his grotesqueness just goes to the the whole the surrealism part of adventure time that also is like it's iconic for those characters those uh those monsters that he vomits out like with the giant eyes and stuff like people in steven universe talk about the corrupted gems in that series being disturbing like this is that times like five or times ten like in terms of just strangeness and also when he uh, at the end when he's being sucked back up the, the, like the animation style changes to be like black and white pencil drawings and stuff i like that i do I, I really like that as well and it goes back to adventure time like when it decides to experiment with the animation it does that a lot and it does it in very in very different ways and i think that there it was used very interestingly as well so all in all i just i i love gall being in this finale uh, obviously, he doesn't have much of a personality because it's just like a, a mind, a mindless representation of nothingness. But like, uh, I think that his usage in this finale is just contributes to this being a very adventure timey way to end the show. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a satisfy, like a satisfying series long arc of a villain. Um, then it would have been the lich would be the the way to to go here. But I, you have to let go of the lich. <laughs> but well, I think like like something like. But that's the point, right? Like nothing. It's not important. Is the end of season villain or who they're fighting? Like it's never really been important. Like lich would have been the most, but even that is kind of like pushing it. So um, it's it, it being Galb here. I guess it's most satisfying because they say oh my oh my glob or like uh, yeah like that's the. The, the, and that's the transition into the flashback of Simon and Betty and the Sundays, which I loved, by the way. Um, and, uh, so, but really he's just like the symbol of chaos and he spews out these monsters. They don't even really fight Glob. They fight these Glob. They fight these, these monsters, which also weren't even that important. They were just like Alex said, surrealist. And, um, so I think it was like, uh, successful in, in like what what the important things of what we we're trying to accomplish were, and like we said, this black and white moment when uh, uh, Betty re- rewrites Gall like as herself, um, like it's crazy, like one of the most striking animation moments I think in recent memory. Uh, everything going uh, black and white and crazy, and uh, is it, it was super striking. Um, definitely, definitely one of the highlights of of the finale. Um, by the way, random thing we haven't talked about yet. Fern in this arc, uh, he can, kind, kind of, kind of, kind of dies. Uh, we plant him and he regrows the tree. I what's don't your feel f- so good, Mister Merge. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> what's what's your Fern eulogy, uh, Alex? Good riddance. No, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I think that this ending is good for Fern because we finally address like what makes him Fern. But then I just wonder, like, couldn't we have just skipped the whole Knights part? Like that doesn't, that didn't add anything to like, we could have gone straight from Fern being destroyed at, at like at whispers and we could have skipped straight to this. And I don't feel like we would have missed much of a thing because Fern either way would have reason to be angry with him without dealing with the whole night stuff. So uh, Fern, I think, still, despite this being, I think, an okay part of the finale, like, uh, uh, they they do a lot of interesting symbolism stuff in the Finn-Fern fights, like Finn turning into a butterfly, since that's been a motif throughout the show, like, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, Fern just feels like a a plot point that went on for way too long in this show. 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, if you're going to compare it to what the fern arc this season was, sure, I, I, I think for this finale, I felt like this was a satisfying end to fern, and I think yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, that's more of, I think, the important thing here. What do you think, Sam? Okay, so I definitely agree that Fern went on for way too long. Um, I kind of wish he just died in three buckets and just stayed dead forever. Not to say I don't wow. like him. Like, I, I thought it was really poetic that, you know, he became the new tree, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just, it was just beating a dead horse, though, at that point. And um, the whole, like, dreamy 11 minutes that we had here, uh, I think... <laughs> I think Finn accidentally killed Fern again, technically, because like he removed like the octopus thing, and oh, Fern is like, oh, I'm disintegrating by, I don't know, I'm not, I'm yeah. not a big Fern fan. He he served his purpose up till three buckets. After that, it was like, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I agree. I agree. Fern wasn't spectacular this last season, but I thought this was a great send off for him. We kill the grass demon and then, um, yeah, his form uh, is, is fading away and the shot of him with the hair and then planting him. I thought that was all a really beautiful um, conclusion to this character who um, was really meant to comment on Finn psychologically. And that's like his primary role in, in this finale, too, in this dream sequence. Um, as mentioned, we uh, we have the, the evil doppelgangers, as the episode says, uh, Finn and Fern, bum, Bubblegum and Gumball, and then Jake makes Jermaine to be his evil doppelganger. Um, and uh, I, I think, like, I've never been the biggest fan of the Surrealist stuff in the show. It just doesn't connect with me personally as much. But I thought this was, like, really well done, uh, a really well done, like, psychological insight into all of our main characters' minds and uh, representation of that here. I, I guess that works because, like, at, at first watch, I was just annoyed with the Jake stuff. Like, th- th- this is Jake's character, right? Like, he just doesn't interfere at all with whatever stuff is going on. He's just kind of in his own little world. But I guess if you break it down like that, like, this is a look into, like, the mind, the minds of the, how, how they tick. Like, I guess that that's a way to interpret this. And Finn is also just totally dedicated to helping however he can. I especially liked the the gumball bubblegum stuff, like seeing yeah, that them, stuff was good. Yeah, that, that because that was surreal, but at the same time, you could understand the purpose of that sequence, which is like for them to be in each other's shoes, see how each side interpreted the events of the past one thousand years. Like it made sense while still being surreal. So like I especially love that portion. Uh, Finn and Fern is fine because like there's an action sequence, there's some symbolism stuff that does like uh, make sense. Uh, but Finn, Finn and uh, Jake and Jermaine just being like a, in a waiter sequence, like that just, it's very adventure timey, but it's also a thing that's like, well, what, why? <laughs> but I, I think o- overall, the dream sequence is one of the better dream sequences in this show for all of the sequences that, they, that they've done like this. Yeah, I think it's one of the more um, successful, um, you know, like these psychological sequences. And I think that makes it like excellent because a lot of them have been really well done before too. I definitely think it's like supposed to be an insight into character. Like this is a character first moment in the show. Like what, like plot wise, it's nonsensical, obviously, because it's like all like subconscious theoretical. It's supposed to be an insight into all four of their uh, three of their uh, uh, fern, I guess, kind of into like, and and how their, their mindset is and uh, what their, the conflict with their characters ending the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's ultimately great. We've cosmic owl in there too, by the way, he's like the singing pot beast. Um, I don't know. 
any knows, <laughs> very trippy um oh the last thing i feel like i want to talk about is the uh just this the the great gum war in general um ultimately uh lolly trips gumballed after gumballed was gonna trick bubblegum um and wow. uh, that's the end of gumball gumballed but was terrible i hate that guy really it's really ultimately this war thing is just a uh one of those things where the war gets built up and then it never actually happens um, kind of a common pop culture trope, but I'm personally, I think this is the way to go because Adventure Time's never been like a war show. So why would you have a war to end your your show? I mean, I think Adventure like, I think... Time has never been a war show. Um, okay, hot take. Well, right? uh, and that also... is very hot take. Burning. Well, and, and somehow, like Finn is so anti-war in the beginning of this episode, so like he succeeds so with even though he didn't actually contribute much to it. <laughs> Yeah. What, do you think this is like, I feel like some people will be like, oh, the first half of this doesn't matter. It's all just like a red herring. What does any of the plot this season even matter? Um, do you agree with that, Alex? In a sense, I do. But at the same time, like this is all going back to like adventure. This whole episode being like everything continues the same way it does. The, like stuff happens in the middle, but we all move on. So like. I, I think when you're juxtaposing it with something like that, like the plot not mattering, I guess maybe that's Adventure Time all along. Like the plot is there, but it's primarily to let these characters grow on their own without really caring about whether there's actually a war or everything continues on as normal or people go back to being who they used to be. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What do you think, Sam? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm just kind of like... <sighs> the inconsequentialness of Adventure Time is both its strength and its detriment. Mm. Because, you know, we can have things like, oh, you know, life just continues kind of on a loop. And, like, not that the world never changes, but, you know, things just kind of re- tend to repeat themselves and life moves on, et cetera, et cetera. But then, you know, I get frustrated because I kind of want plot. (laughs) And uh, I think that's been, like, my main gripe with the entire show. Like, it'll have plot. It'll have its plotty moments. But then it just kind of, like, bails out of them. Yeah, and I I think if you've made it to Adventure Time, like, if you made it this far and you still enjoy the show a lot, then this at, at this point, I don't think it matters that much to you. Like, the people who would be complaining about, the like, this not having much of an instance, they probably, I'm just going by anecdotal example, but, like, my brother was into this show for a long time, but he dropped it by stakes because by, at that point it had got, it, it had hammered home, like, status quo is going to be how this show goes on. Well, fine, I'm not watching anymore. So, like, I feel like if you've been bothered by that, you should have been bothered by that a long time ago. Yeah. So, at, at this at this point, I think it's just something that you deal with as part of the Adventure Time aesthetic, and you you enjoy the the stuff that the lack of plot is driving, which is like go, seeing Finn throughout this story of like trying to enforce peace, to be a mediator between Bubblegum and and Gumball. That's kind of been the main thing of this season. And we see the culmination here of like him eventually enacting peace, but also not really through his own his own workings. But like it, it's something that's at least been established throughout the season because of the existence of this plot. Yeah. Um, so initially, I think that I was um, 
I, I was kind of annoyed by this aspect. Like, well, okay, what does any of this even matter? We did the uh, the war buildup that doesn't happen thing. We did a Twilight book four. A um, Twilight? Oh, yeah, that that totally is what they did, dude. It's the same thing. Like, they build up... I, I think other things do this, too, where you build up a giant battle that doesn't ever actually happen. Yo! Um, I, I, I know, right? I, I actually have... A, I've, I've thought about this, though, for a while, and I think I understand. Like, and I have, like, a really good thematic justification because... Um, I think a lot of this finale is uh, a mislead that the world of Ooh will end. Um, a lot of the a lot of the the framing is set up in a way where the audience is going to think that this Bimo says like it was the end. Oh, there was the end of the oh that thought that was the the there was just the Great Gum War the end of the gun. And Bimo's like oh, and then there was the end of everything. Like Bimo's kind of misleading you throughout it. I mean, you, the, the the land of Ooh has always been a it's been like the earth on its last leg humanity on its last leg but also like it's this post-apocalyptic wasteland and you could just see it it going away and um the and the, the war is like this is the battle to end all battles it's going to destroy us all and then no we we can we can get past that then we can get past the literal embodiment of chaos we can even get past that with the best attributes of humanity represented with the song and yes, life will go on ultimately because, uh, no, we will not destroy ourselves. No, even, even chaos itself will not destroy us. Um, it's, it's just back to that life will go on theme. So I, I think that's the purpose. At least that's my like critical thematic reading of, of why we have this war and then subvert the war. And when I think about it like that, I really like it. I believe that my heart will go on. <laughs> it's basically it's kinda- what, what the song was about. It's kind of funny when you think about it, that in the end, the entire world is saved because of BMO, right? Because like everyone's, wow. everyone's helpless at the end. Jake is totally broken and BMO just sings a song. And that, that happens to be what makes gold for that. What have, they happen to notice that there's a weakness there, but it only happens because BMO is pure enough to like soothe Jake with a song. Yeah, he's surrounded so by chaos. So, BMO like, made the song for his son Jake. Yeah, yeah. yeah so BMO really BMO being a robot really represents the best of humanity. Yes, wow. BMO is the best of us all. Yeah, I you know, agree. He's a he's a robot. <laughs> best best of humanity. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my read. I'll, I'll see if other people agree with that. Where this is like all it's a purposeful mislead to make you think it's going to end, and then it's it's the it it enhances the life will go on theme. But um, yeah. I I I don't know. I like ultimately to me it just all comes together so well, and uh, I feel like we've hit on everything major now. So um, we can you know Maja thoughts on Maja being there. She dies. Like a, yeah. yeah. She, she dies explodes as a conduit <laughs> like, for R.I.P. Yeah. Jeez. Oh yeah, the tandem war elephant was there. <laughs> I oh, heard yeah, I there like was that. a war. <laughs> I, I loved that. Yeah. We heard there was a war. Uh, Rip. Um, there wasn't. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, it's just um, all, all so successful thematically and just as an ending for the show in all the ways we've talked about. Um, Sam, final things that you wanted to talk about or comments on the finale? Oh, my heart is just like really sad. I don't know. It's like the time adventure song. I've just been like meditating on it. And I'm like, well, we will happen again and again. Cause you and I will always be back then. It's like, wow, Rebecca sugar. You're so deep. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot to digest. It's a lot to think about. And like, you know, it kind of makes me think about, you know, my own like humanity and like personhood and like, 
you know, what will happen when I die? Like, will there be somebody in the future who's just like me? Will they make the same mistakes, learn the same things, etc.? And, like, I definitely give kudos to, you know, the entire Adventure Time crew for really exploring those existential themes in the constraints of something that's quote-unquote a kid's show. Like, that's... Adventure Time was always seen as a show that's like, oh, like, you know, stoners watch, and it's, like, really surreal, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's... They have, like, a lot of real stuff, you know, that, like, presses on at least my mind a lot and definitely kudos to the writers, animators, storyboard artists, etc., for like giving those slots a platform and like, you know, kind of like a forum to talk about it. You know, what will happen at quote unquote, the end of the world. I don't know. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yes. Adventure time deeper than the stoner college kid show. <laughs> everyone thought it was. <laughs> Yeah, to be okay. fair, the only people I knew who watched it when I first started watching it were Stoner College Kids. That was a thing, yeah. Back they the they were in love with Lemongrass. <laughs> like, they decorated their dorm room with Lemongrass. <laughs> oh, my, my type of people. Okay. Um, yeah, Lemongrass will, will live on. That's the, that's the theme, right? Yep. That we're ending the show with, L- with LSB. Um, Alex, final thoughts or anything else from the finale? Uh, yeah, this this finale is very existential. It it covers every part of Adventure Time that I like. Some parts of Adventure Time that maybe I didn't like, but that's like all part of the package, you know. And yeah, I just I just feel bad that there's not any more Adventure Time to consume. Like this is gonna be it. it uh, so, we still have the comics though. Yeah. <laughs> the comics are actually really good. I would definitely recommend them, especially if you're into bubbling. They have a lot of stuff going on in there. Can All right. Parts of that. They're good. I I recommend them. Anywho, keep going. Uh, uh, well, speaking of Princess Bubblegum, also like in that final uh, final scene with Finn, where the, she has a really nice duster. I want that duster. Um, I know that's like such a good jacket. Yeah, it's a really nice jacket. Anyways, uh, yeah, so she's cute. Um, (laughs) This entire finale is cute, really, and down to the end, like just two characters out of nowhere that just feel like they can be their own adventurers. You know, they can do their own thing, and that feels inspiring in a way that really all of us can have our own adventure time. We can. Okay. Sure. Oh, I, I, I don't know. That You just kind of pulled that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to feel anymore. Like, it's over. It feels it's over. sappy with us. Yeah, it's over, isn't it, right? Um, but yeah, <laughs> All right, so. all right, Rebecca Sugar. <laughs> yeah, the part of the finale, so it counts. Okay, um, yeah, uh, so wonderful. So let us know what you thought of Come Along With Me, this finale, in the comments on this article or on our YouTube at overlandmedia.com slash YouTube. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll discuss, continue discussing Adventure Time, but, if, uh, you can always find all of our Adventure Time podcasts as well at overlyanimated.com. Also, we cover a bunch of other, uh, animated shows, including Steven Universe, um, which will be continuing and at least for now and, uh, and other Cartoon Network shows and other shows in general. Find all that out at overlyanimated.com. Come talk about the finale with us on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. And you can consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Phonician, a.k.a. Fusion. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve Alex, and Hugh. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back to talk about more stuff. Maybe I'm more really sad. Overlyanimated.com. But, yep, that's it. This so. is going to be the last time. 
Come along with me. Okay. With okay, the okay, butterflies okay. and bees. I'm gonna cry. Okay. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. Why didn't you know the lyrics that happened in the finale? I forgot them all and now they're... Okay. Okay. Thank you. Very sentimental ending here. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.